Hello and welcome to another edition of Editing Aloud. And if you know what's going on in our politics, please write in and tell us because none of us do. I mean, the most intelligent guy at the table here is Tim Cohn. He's holding his glasses and uh, looking all thoughtful. Tim, mm -hmm. w what is happening in our politics is um, th there was going to be an NEC meeting today, mm. which uh, would probably have sacked or recalled Jacob Zuma, and it got called off. Mm. Why? Well, first of all, can I say that that's a very big insult to the much more intelligent colleagues on my left hand side here, but anyway. <laughs> I'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> the, um, you know, it's a strange, this is a strange time because at the moment, you know, in, in the one sense, this is the, an extremely dramatic time for South African politics. On the other hand, it is so confusing and so stop-start that, you know, people are actually sort of bored of it. You know, they're bored of the, you know, one of the biggest, dram dram most dramatic political changes that are uh, in our history. Uh, as far as we can tell, there's a negotiation process going on. The, the, uh, the, um, the um, ANC top six asked Zuma to resign. He refused. He said he didn't see why he should. He said he complied with all of the, um, you know, the ANC's demands, like the having an um, inquiry into state capture and changing the ESCOM board and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't see any reasons why he should go and he's got a lot of uh, political support. Um, so then he was planning to go ahead and do and, and uh, uh, present the Sono report. They, they, they've now cancelled that for a week. They've been back to him. So apparently last, last so night... So sorry, the cancellation of Sono is a one-week postponement. one-week postponement, yeah. So now last night they went back to them. Cyril and he had a sort of personal one-on-one. This is Cyril and, and the president had a one-on-one -on -one sort of discussion. There is a in-principle agreement to, uh, to resign pending some negotiations. Now, we don't know what those negotiations are. But anyway, so this is quite a big step forward, right? So, the, uh, so Zuma will probably not deliver Sona. That's the, that's the news from the last 24 hours. Um, what the, but then the, the, the details of the negotiations, what Zuma has demanded, because he said he can't stand down unless there's, you know, there's, he gets something. He couldn't, one of his arguments yesterday was that he had got no concessions from out of the ANC. So he had two concessions that we think of. One is that he wanted Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma to be the interim president just between now and the election. This is what the SACP was Correct. So the, uh, and no one likes that idea in the ANC or out, so that's not going to happen. But it's possible that there might be an interim person of some sort, maybe. Uh, the second thing is, obviously, he doesn't want to be pursued by the South African police. Mm. Um, so now that puts the ANC in a very difficult position. And that's the problem. That's the so how, what can the ANC do? So within the ANC, there's a feeling that they, that they should not pursue him, that, that you know, the, all of the court cases against him should stop. But exactly how to stop them, you know, because this is an independent process that's a long way down the road. Anyway, that's the situation. So we think, we think, possibly, he will resign Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the cabinet will change. So sorry, and sorry, he will resign Monday or Tuesday because, because somebody will have taken the cops off his back and, and the, yes, and well the judicial the, all system of these, off his all back. Of these, uh, That's an impossible decision No, 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 make. it's impossible. They're not going to agree to that exactly, but they'll come to some other, we think, that we don't know what the agreement is. It doesn't seem like it's possible to have an agreement, as you point out. But anyway, the, 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 those details haven't been sorted out yet. But presumably, by Monday or Tuesday, they will, some kind of deal, uh, those details would have been completed. He'll resign. Wednesday, they'll have a new cabinet. Thursday, there will be a sign-up. Siko Manchancha, surely it's the case that, that um, 
as Tim says, the, the ANC top six or the top four of the top six said, you got to go. He said, no, I don't. I, I've done what you told me to do. They then called an NEC meeting. He blinked, um, made a call and said, let's give me, give me a week. Give me, I need time to, to put this all together. I mean, did he, this is, the, the, these delays are um, a sign of Cyril's weakness or Zuma's weakness? Uh, Peter, the, the, the first thing to acknowledge, these things are moving quite fast, uh, yeah, the, fast the, there's yeah. a cabinet meeting uh, and and for that reason also we might want to, to also tell the listeners that we're recording this before they watch, they watch it yeah that's that, that that's the one that we're not live folks <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> now whatever happened shows how weak uh, Cyril Ramaphosa can be his negotiating skills he only had one leverage Whatever Jacob Zuma demanded, whatever Cyril Ramaphosa and the ANC were prepared to concede, but they only had one leverage, we'll call, we'll recall you. The, the, the NEC meeting that was scheduled and then cancelled for today was the only leverage they had uh, of Jacob Zuma. H how do you call that off before the man actually comes out and tells the nation, I am stepping down on Thursday next week, whatever the date is. Now, that, that, that's where we are. The rest of the matters about uh, what deal he should get should not even be entertained. Mm. There is a separation agreement with the president in the constitution already. And that agreement says he keeps all his benefits of office unless he's kicked out in a certain way. Yeah. And that is through impeachment. He, he, he keeps his salary and everything. The, the law, the justice, all the, the, the prosecutions, everything, the, the, the executive has got absolutely nothing to do with it. And the ANC dare not make that mistake of making a deal uh, to call off the prosecutors. They can't the, do that. They, they, I mean they, can't, do that. they can't do that. It's, it's illegal, it's unconstitutional, mm. but not only that, it would show exactly the ANC for what it is, the, the, the enablers of, corru of mm. corruption and, and no accountability yeah. whatsoever. And if you're Cyril, got, you wouldn't want uh, to... Uh, if you are Cyril, you can never uh, even begin to enter into that kind of negotiation. Yeah. Well, except, here's the thing. Um, I mean, first of all, I presume that they called off the NEC meeting because they got the in-principled agreement to, uh, to, uh, that he would resign. I mean, that's the only conclusion that you can possibly yeah. draw. So they can't call off the prosecution, but they can quietly agree to a pardon if there is a conviction. Couldn't they do that? They, they, they uh, couldn't I mean, do that. Yeah, yeah, after, yeah. after a prosecution yeah, and a conviction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would conveniently de delay the whole situation until after the election. So some, sometime in the next, next term. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the question to me is, is uh, the, this, the, the other thing is about this interim person. You know, the, uh, w um, if I was Cyril, I wouldn't give that up. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I w and, and, uh, the, uh, but if I'm other people in the party, maybe I would want somebody else. The, the other people uh, in the party would want uh, some, a minority, because yeah. the December election did show who the people wanted. Uh, so a minority in the NEC would want Ngosazana um, for, for whatever reason, and of course that reason is to make sure yeah. they still have some control. Mm. But the, the very act of calling off the NEC meeting that yeah. was going to recall uh, uh, Jacob Zuma shows exactly how 
inexperienced Cyril is in, in dealing with thugs, and I'm not accusing the president mm -hmm. of being a thug, mm -hmm. but that's exactly how you deal with a thug. The only leverage you have, you keep that on and say, listen, it's up to you. You decide whenever you want to resign, but we are meeting tomorrow and we are making a decision about your future. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, uh, uh, you know, I cut it. Sora pose a little bit more slack here. I mean, the uh, the um, I mean, his his concern is um, he he doesn't want to mobilize the uh, you know the Zuma and Kozasana Zuma sort of faction within the um, so he has to be quite gentle in his approach here. Um, otherwise, if he does it brutally, then he will never get that that grouping under under Tim. control. So, so, you know, it's possible you're right. I mean, I, th that, 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 you know, that he has to be more much more decisive than he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But, uh, but uh, I don't think it's a, uh, if he can do it by negotiation, I think that's his preferred option. Tim, so he's he going to try that that way first. He who wants to be followed must be willing to command. Yes. If, if, if Cyril Ramaphosa wants to gain control of the ANC, they, they have already skipped all, all, all the all the rats have already skipped the sinking ship that is Jacob Zuma. They are all behind Cyril. It's yeah. for him to take the opportunity now and it lead. It really is. It really is. I think it's. I think it's totally weird. But there is there is a sense in which we are probably all uh, wanting things to happen too quickly. You know, it took nine months for them to get rid of Thabo Mbeki after you know when the two centres of power. Uh, arose in the ANC. We're not even two months down the road yet. Uh, except, from the except I think the context is very different yeah. and I think Cyril is being treated globally and locally as the president in mm. waiting and and I suppose this whole drama shows just how untenable this two centers of power thing is as the ANC would yeah, call it really so, so they out. they told uh, Jacob Zuma he must change the Eskom board he must institute the state capture inquiry yeah. which is only half done which is yeah. and they changed it for him which is half done not even fully done uh, but you can't sort of run a country like that and there yeah. is now a whole lot of expectations that have been raised and I would imagine that the sort of um, happier environment is filtering through, and the, the, the prospect of better economic growth, etc., is yeah. filtering through even to to Cyril's detractors. That if you don't get this guy in quite soon yeah. and let him call the shots, for example, boot out the mining minister, and we'll talk about the mining in Darba just now, yeah. um, that that the momentum will be lost, and yeah. that you can't really afford to do that at this point. So the environment is very different um, to what it was when Tabo Mbeki was, was yeah. recalled. Yes, but I mean, just uh, uh, one thing, uh, another thing to note, you know, so talking about the process going too slowly and all that sort of stuff. The, uh, I mean, you know, what's happened this week has been really dramatic for, for uh, um, so it does indicate that it's happening, f it is happening, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, I think uh, if you look at how the Rand has responded to all of this, it's you know in the context of you know uh, um, you know turmoil in markets around the it's uh, it's actually been improving. So you know the 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 market for it at least for whatever that is worth um, is uh, is happy to see the process is happy to see the process unfolding in the way it is. It's almost a binary kind of situation. It's mm. kind of for, for markets, and I think for even even in terms of things like the budget, it's kind of is growth going this way or is growth going that way? And I think a huge disappointment, like for certainly in Kosozana presidency for the mm. next year, would be really really bad at this point. If, yeah. if you could show me a business that is being run like the ANC is running itself and the country, mm. and then honestly, uh, we, we wouldn't. I, I just don't know where we would be. 
what we need here is a decision and a decision and we need it now and is there, does there pr is there any prospect of an early election i mean if you were if you're looking if Cyril is able to sort this out the f the the opposition parties are not sorting themselves out um uh, uh and are you know uh, not necessarily on the back foot or anything like that but i mean uh, you know they're not they're certainly not on there's no front foot there with, with zuma out of the way and Cyril beginning to sort out problems and, and, and confidence returning. Why would you not bring the election forward to but September? Why would you? Because you, you, if, if Cyril can be in place as the country's president, put a decent new cabinet in place, start addressing some of the issues, they can go into the next election actually having redeemed themselves and possibly even, uh, and if they can get the growth rate up and start to get the economy to look like something mm. and deliver some stuff. Even some stuff. Um, Presumably, one of the where the opposition yeah. parties in disarray. No, you've got you've got eighteen months in which to get back a sort of reasonably yeah. clear majority. I would have thought that would be. Is uh, there what one killer thing to? that that Cyril could do that would you know guarantee him political sort of success going forward into an, uh, an election? I just thought of it. I mean, it's getting the Guptas back here under arrest and in jail. If he could do that, I mean, and, and he probably got the clout, you know, when you think about it. I mean, Cyril's, Cyril's standing in the world among security services and, and, and international finance. I mean, everybody knows where the Guptas are, whether they're in Delhi, Delhi or in Dubai. Um, uh, we just need a set of charges against them. Um, and, and Interpol puts out a red notice against them and they are brought back to South Africa in handcuffs. Th that yeah. again. I mean, it'd be like it'd be like you know Obama killing Osama bin Laden. I mean, it won him another election. That again, constitutionally speaking, is beyond his own doing. What he can do mm. and do immediately, slash that cabinet and leave twenty ministers in competent, clever people with a track record of success. He's absolutely right. We'll be back uh, in a few minutes. Thank you and welcome back. One of the big events of the beginning of any year in South Africa, besides SONA and the opening of Parliament and the President's address and the budget, uh, is the mining in Darba, um, from which Hilary Joffe, fortunately, has just returned full of news and uh, insights. And uh, Hilary, there was a different mood at the mining in Darba this year, even though it was opened by arguably the worst mining minister we've ever had in this country. Well, apparently, apparently so. Um, attendance was up. Yeah. Apparently more investors attended, global yeah. investors, than had attended last year. Mm -hmm. um, there was certainly a sense that uh, the industry was going to take off again any yeah. moment. And the politics of it were kind of surreal, reflecting the surreal times we were in. So it is absolutely a precedent that the mining minister, the mineral resources minister, yeah. opens the Indaba, mm. which he did. And mm. he then proceeded to give a question and answer session in which he said his door was open he wanted to attract investment. It was kind of like parallel reality. Yeah. However, the day before the mining in Darba starts, there's always a closed interministerial session with the mining minister yeah. and the chief execs and investors. Mm. That session, Jeff Khadebe arrived, the minister in the presidency. He arrived with a prepared speech, which he proceeded to deliver and to dominate the occasion. And was the message was, was Mosabenzi Zwani there? He was there, and mm. apparently he said a few words, mm. but uh, Jeff Khadebe very much took yeah. over. And the message that investors and mining companies seem to read of this is 
this was the new people, oddly, since Jeff Khadib is mm. the longest serving cabinet mm. minister, I think, moving in and saying, don't worry about this guy. Mm. We're onto it. Um, he can say whatever he wants, but he's sort of a dead man walking, as one mm. manning, as mm. one manning person mm. said. Um, so that was the sort of odd politics behind it. And um, Jeff Khadebe was in fact supposed to address a panel, um, uh, which was which was a first for the mining in yeah. Darba, and he was called back to Pretoria for 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 ANC meetings. For yet um, another change of for yet direction another change of direction. But I think that was yeah. that was the politics of the Indaba, and there definitely seemed to be a sense that things were about to change, and really to change the hugely the huge signal that the industry needs and that investors need is for this chart for the minister to go. This minister is wanted mm. to go, mm. and for the charter. Zwane's charter to be withdrawn, and that is what everyone is, is waiting is, is for. Is that, Sikonati, is that a is that a reasonable thing to expect? First, I don't believe Museveni Zwane would honestly tell people that his door is open. He it's honestly did. It's never open, and now he probably even put a bugler by mm. there because the hawks at any time can <laughs> can budge in. Uh, should the mining charter be? Withdrawn? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, th th the reason that court case has not gone ahead is actually because he wouldn't want it to be tested in court because patently it will not master the constitutional requirements. Yeah. And anyway, uh, who are the people that, are th that should be investing in this mining industry? Is it the government or is it the miners that actually don't want it? Uh, you, you go ahead and make that kind of uh, proclamation yeah. without so much as an input from the people who actually have the capital to yeah. invest and you have 40% unemployment, forget the, the, the official rate, 40% uh, real unemployment rate in this country and, and, and you go ahead and you throw a book at, uh, at the people who actually have the money and, and you don't even look in their direction. But that charter has to go. It's one thing to, to worry about uh, investment in mining, um, but I know that you have had a um, an argument on social media this week, um, and I haven't been able to go through the financial mail um, uh, uh, this morning yet, um, over uh, the decision by the PIC to lend ESCOM 5 billion rand. What's wrong with that? I mean, ESCOM needs the money, otherwise the lights go out. They've got to pay their staff. Oh, how can you know where they where would they get the money from other otherwise? Th th that's the thing. Now the PIC it's a bridging loan. It's, it's a bridging loan. The PIC has now been reduced to a machonisa. Uh, uh, the people out there will shark. know what a machonisa yeah, is. Yeah. A loan shark. That guy that lends you one thousand rands uh, until payday and yeah. then comes and claim one thousand rands plus fifty percent. Yeah, that's what this loan is because ESCOM has got absolutely no money. What is wrong with the PIC doing that? Let's just take a step back. On 27th September 2017, Marusi Kigaba calls a press briefing at the, uh, at the National Treasury and says in response to my, to my question and to my stories that they were hounding out Daniel Machila, the chief executive. Mm. He says there's no one who is going to touch the PIC money. That money is not going to be used to bail out ESCOM, as I had pointed out mm. in September and August. ESCOM, South African Airways, Daniel. No one is going to touch the PIC's money. Mm. That's absolutely not true. Fast forward four months later, the PIC is, <laughs> but is, five, is loaning five, five billion. Five rand. billion can't, fifth or five billion 
at usury rates can't be a bailout for ESCOM. I mean, clearly there was a short-term, absolute, sh sh absolute short-term crisis there. What would what would you have done? Wh how would you, how would you have done it? How, why is that? Why is that now? Uh, the responsibility of the beneficiaries of the government employees pension fund. Oh. So where, where would they have got the money? Escom, Escom's money has been stolen. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Escom's money has been stolen by the people appointed by Malusi Kigaba yeah. uh, into Escom and, and others after yeah. him. Malusi Kigaba no goes problem. and destabilizes the management at Escom South African Airways DNL. Yeah. When he leaves, all of them collapse under the weight of corruption yeah. that he facilitated. Yeah. He goes to the PIC, does exactly the same, destabilizes management by, by, by uh, finding reasons to suspend and fire Daniel Machila so that they can get their hands on the two trillion rent. And then he says, we're not gonna touch the money. Sure. The, the issue here is the credibility of the finance minister. It's only four months. But, but, but Sikonati, surely he would not have done that without going to Sula Ramaphosa first and saying, listen, ESCOM can't pay its salaries. They need five billion. The only place that I can get it without going to a bank or an institution or the World Bank, the uh, only place I can go is to the PRC. Peter, can I just come yeah. in here? That's not the only place. The banks are willing to come in now that the new board is in place and mm. the new chief interim chief executive is in place. The banks wanted the comfort, as I understand it, of, the, of somebody from government side coming in, hence the PRC. Uh, but my worry, as, as Sikonati's is, 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 is that, you know, the PRC is this like treasure trust, which everyone sure. wants to no, raise, which is really money which belongs to, to government employees. It's a short-term loan. Though, it's a one-month loan. It is a one-month loan. And, and you could argue that it's kind of okay. But as long as I think one would be very worried if this were to set a precedent. And yeah, yeah. truly, I don't, if, if the banks were willing to lend and if Eskom truly had a case to make, then I'm not sure why everybody couldn't just, you know, do it. I, uh, th but then, you know, the obvious other alternative is for taxpayers to pay for it. You know, the, uh, so essentially what happened here is that uh, Manusi Gaba had a choice between using the PIC or using taxpayers' money. And he's used, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, pensioners' money, mm. which I think is outrageous. I think it's outrageous. You know, the, uh, why, why should you, even on a month basis, um, you know, if it is really only a month, if they really only need the money for a month, then surely taxpayers should come forward. They shouldn't be putting, you know, pensions money at risk. This is not what the PIC does. The PIC doesn't invest in, doesn't loan, you know, organizations money for, you know, on a mm. sort of short term. So what's, a con what's the consequence so of this now? Well, well, um, so clearly th there was something. There was something about the budget. They didn't. They they d didn't want the budget to look worse than it is going to look anyway. So Ms. Lucy Gagaba said, "I can't give you the money now. I can't give it to you. You know, just just before we go ahead with the budget." So they looked for an option, and the o obvious option uh, is the PIC. And he managed to, you know, bend their twist their arm to uh, to dish out the cash. The uh, anyway, yeah. I, I want to add this thing. Mm -hmm. I've got absolute confidence in the current leadership of ESCOM, in Pagamani Hadebe, in the board, the current board. I've got absolute confidence. The issue here is the principle, one, the precedent that you are setting. And did the trustees of the government employees pension fund agree to this? Yeah. Do they know what's going on uh, with the money? And if you can bail out now ESCOM with, yes, five billion rand, which is nothing to the PIC, what's going to stop 
you from bailing out South African Airways, we cannot pay salaries. You, what's going to stop you from dipping into that two trillion rand again to bail out Denel, which cannot pay salaries? And all of these, by the way, all of these uh, companies are collapsing under the weight of, co of the corruption that Malusi Kigaba facilitated. He's doing exactly the same at, uh, at the PIC. Mark you well my words. The other issue here is where is ESCOM going to get 5 billion rand again in 28 days mm. to, to pay back uh, th this five? What they are going to do, they are going to go borrow 20 billion rand from four banks, uh, take immediately 5 billion rand uh, and pay uh, the, the PIC. ESCOM is a risk that uh, they should be charging them like Can I just ask the you rates. a question then? I mean, if it's so, if it's so existential yeah. now, what do you do with ESCOM in the next two months? What do you do? What do you do? How do you... You start do you cutting start? the cost. You start delaying the capex. You start looking at closing, literally closing down power stations. Finish. Those are yeah. the decisions they have yeah. to make. Otherwise, they're going to be bad. But all of that with stuff the, costs with money, too. It, money it does cost that. money in the short term, but, sure. but the problem with ESCOM is this kind of cash flow leaching and 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 you've got to stop it in the long term otherwise it's going to be back with a begging bowl every two minutes and i have said on the record and i'll say it again by my own calculations escom needs at least 50 billion rand cash bailout and it's going to get that from the government nowhere else you i don't think you should i don't think it should be bailed out at this point it's, pay, it's it borrowing to pay the interest on the debt it should not be bailed out but it will spiral. be bailed out it's 40 percent overstaffed it needs to uh, to get rid of the people, but the start is you get rid of that debt on the balance sheet right now, so that the company can be able to fund itself. Uh, all of these other things happen mm. after an immediate cash injection to take care of that immediate problem. In in this first week of of, of Feb, it has to pay 10 billion rand in coupons. In at the end, of, by the first of March, it has to pay another 10 billion rand. It's got how much in the in, in the bank other than the five uh, billion rand? Surely the people, Tim, who've done this to ESCOM, I mean, ESCOM was a hugely successful yes. um, public utility. The great, the I mean, won awards, yeah. not even, you know, while ANC, since the dawn of democracy even, surely the people who've done this to ESCOM should be in prison. Yeah, I mean... The, um, you can't imprison people for making bad business decisions. I mean, you know, everybody, otherwise, you know, half of the JSE would be in, you know, the, uh, in jail. The, yeah, but this uh, is not, but this this is is not is with shareholders' money. taxpayers' Yeah, yeah, but you can, uh, you can investigate the, the fraud, and there's been lots. You know, I mean, just by the way, you know, <laughs> the ESCOM the is the organization that gave uh, uh, 600 million rand to the Guptas to buy, a, to, uh, um, to, buy you know, coal. to buy coal uh, from a mine that the Guptas didn't even own yet. You know, yeah. they, I mean, that's what happened. You know, yeah. the uh, I mean, my my feeling just about the PIC thing. I I mean, I would s if I was the PIC, I would say, okay, let's do this differently. We will give you money, uh, but we want Kusili. You know what I mean? I we would say you wouldn't I take the ceiling. I would. Why, why, why wouldn't you? I would be. But at least you'd have an asset. The uh, I'd say here's fifty billion rand. Here's here. You, all your problems are over. Thanks. We'll take you guys some liabilities yeah. with that asset. You know, before Kusili was built, Eskom yes. went to I think it was forty or fifty global potential funders, and none of them would fund it.
Uh, yes, but but now it's like it's sort of twenty percent built or something. So now you now now we're in the rollout phase. So the uh, I still th I, 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 I think there's a there's a there, a good financier would come up with a price. Well, let's I, have I'll one. Let's have one. Uh, we find one soon because <laughs> we're in trouble otherwise. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again this week.